Welcome back to season three of Snubs and Doves, where we're talking about the snubs and doves of the 74th Academy Award for Best Picture. I'm your host, Kyle Tobiasen, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Jason Miller. Jason, how's it going? You know, just as good as the last episode, <laughs> maybe off by an hour, but mm. right in the realm. How yeah. about you, Kyle? Oh, I'm warmed up now. Oh. Uh, my vocal mm-hmm. cords are lubricated and ready to talk through this episode. You know what I meant to say? <laughs> last episode but forgot to right it's fall time it is pumpkin fall time. spice is Whoa. out i've had like three of those bad boys <laughs> oh, already yeah. god i'm so happy right now in my element dude i was there like on the day for yeah the, the pumpkin cream cold brew oh my Ooh. fucking god that exquisite laps especially right now where it's still kind of warm out mm-hmm. and you can't have a cold drink yeah but something about pumpkin also just kind of makes you want to be cozy so like i'm, I'm really waiting. excited for when my girlfriend and I go down to Disney World because oh, they have yeah. a Starbucks there. Ooh. And it's going to be hot, but still fall. So those <laughs> pumpkin cream cold brews are going to be hitting. Nice. All right. Well, season three of Snubs and Does is covering the films from the year 2001. And for episode seven, we are talking about Shrek. Come on. We've seen Shrek before. Oh, we've seen it before. How many times... Would you hazard that you've Mm. seen it? It's another one like Spy Kids where it was kind of like we had the VHS. Mm -hmm. uh, We had the DVD when we got that format. And like it's just kind of been one of those where you just pop it in all the time. So I don't know, probably at least 20 to 30 times, if not more. Like it's been a while since I have watched Shrek. I would even hazard it was been 10 years since I've actually sat down and watched it. But that doesn't change that it was still in my brain. Like I didn't know Shrek. Mm-hmm. What about you? I'm going to say something that might be shocking, might be surprising. Start to finish, I might only have seen it once. Wow. Yeah. There were a number of scenes that I forgot were in there. Oh, yeah. Like the Merry Men. That, that was the I first one that came to my mind. that was yeah. in there entirely. <laughs> yeah. As soon as you said forgot, like I was like, oh, it's probably the Merry Men. Well, yeah. No, it definitely <laughs> yep. was. Yeah. I probably have seen pieces of it other times. I remember Shrek 2 or 3. I watched more of. Mm -hmm. There was one that on the DVD had a bonus feature where you could do karaoke. America's Got Talent style of those uh, swamp creatures. And I've played (laughs) that more than I've watched Shrek 1. Yeah. I think that was on the Shrek 2 one because there is a big singy scene in Shrek 2. Yeah. The I Need a Hero scene with the fairy godmother. Yeah. I feel like it was Shrek 2. Probably. Because I remember that too as well. Mm -hmm. Wow. Sick. (laughs) Sick. Back when DVDs had bonus features out the wazoo. Damn, feels I bad. I just bought a new Shrek collection that has all the movies, including the Puss in Boots movie and Shrek the Musical, which oh. I hardly knew existed until a coworker introduced them to me very aggressively by singing it during work hours. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not shocked though. That yeah. sounds like it should be a property that has a musical. Yeah, and it also includes like all the holiday specials and like episodes of TV shows. So it's a it's a pretty fat it's be collection. Pretty so yeah, but I was happy to finally crank it out, and I'm also encouraged to go watch the rest of them we'll get to that in a little bit though how long has it been since you watched Shrek though long time I think I watched it on DVD as a kid so like who I might have been like seven or eight yeah maybe so it's been a good 17 18 years possibly even slightly more than that since totally. I last watched it mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's been a while since I returned to it but yeah well if you're interested in Shrek or the picture book it was based on I've included links to the physical media related to it in the show notes if you buy through that link it'll help out our show or if you have any other Amazon shopping to do follow the general link to help out our show in the process. A reminder, this is going to be a spoiler-filled conversation, so if you somehow haven't seen Shrek and you want to, go ahead and do so. I've also included time codes
notes in the show notes so you can skip around to your heart's desire. But without further ado, let's get into it. Shrek is a 2001 American computer animated comedy film directed by Andrew Adamson and Vicky Jensen. This is based on the 1990 picture book of the same name by William Stieg. It's starring Mike Myers as Shrek. And the blind mice, in case you didn't oh, know. I did not know that. Eddie Murphy is Donkey. Cameron Diaz as Fiona, who I always forget is in this movie. <laughs> yep. And America's dad, John Lithgow, is Lord Farquaad. This has the perfect runtime of 89 minutes and was released everywhere May 18th, 2001. Kyle, what do you think about our green friend? I really love it and it holds up so well it really holds up quite well yeah. shockingly so I, I mean the computer animation for its time yes was good and for its time has aged respectably well yeah better totally. than toy story has in my opinion <laughs> yeah and it's crazy because that's only like a few years difference like three or four years difference but like there are some points where like donkey like he has like all the hair going which is like amazing for like yeah. how early in computer animation that was but also like his eyes sometimes look a little bit weird and shrek's like facial expressions do sometimes kind of feel like they're jumping between like presets yeah but like you know for the time like it was it was groundbreaking yeah. the fact that fiona looks like a human woman <laughs> yes. is a feat totally this is one of the first movies that tried to be like realistic to what humans look like yeah and they made a human <laughs> and <laughs> i'll give them that yeah they're like opening shots too of the swamp where you see like the sunlight kind of beaming in and the sunbeams like i was actually super impressed with it when it came on my screen uh the other night that looks good even for today's standards with its light effects and its particle effects and the animation of the environment it's, it's really good it holds up yeah and I will add that like, the comparable to Toy Story is also because Shrek was being made for so long that production on this started in 96. Damn. So first of all, they spent a lot of time in the lab cooking this one up, but also they were working with things that we had available in 1996 to make this. Damn. Yeah. And they also had Steven Spielberg behind them too. So I feel like there was a little bit of pressure. They had some power. Yeah. That's true. They were popping off in that department. I'm not sure what you have for your interesting facts, but I do know that there was a lot of, uh, the origin of DreamWorks was a lot of Disney spite hate. <laughs> I didn't put any of that in okay. here. So okay. if you want to, because I know a little bit of that picture. Yeah. Because essentially, I forget the exact names of people, but one of the founders of DreamWorks, along with Steven Spielberg, was one of the higher ups working in Disney animation for a long time. And I think it got to a point where they were supposed to get a promotion and they didn't. Mm -hmm. And so they just kind of said, like, you know, fuck you, Disney. We're going off to make our own animation company with ogres and other things. And, you know, got Steven Spielberg on board. Steven Spielberg had purchased the rights to the Shrek picture book hmm. and I think sold it, air quotes sold it to DreamWorks even though you know he founded it. Yeah probably for like a yeah. dollar kind of yeah. deal just to move the rights over. Yeah and so they could make that as one of their big pieces because obviously Shrek has a lot of fairy tale themes but it's also a pretty anti fairy tale in a sense mm -hmm. like the opening images is Shrek reading a fairy tale story and then like ripping on a page and wiping his ass Literally with. Literally to wipe his ass yeah. with. So like it's a big fuck you to the kind of classical Disney tropes and stereotypes that were very popular that one of these oh, I should I should look at its name but like one of these people um, helped bring up so a lot of angst coming out in Shrek yeah. so it's I will say one of the fun facts that didn't seem like that fun or really that shocking of a fact 
was that before release, DreamWorks had lawyers look at everything and be like, Disney can't sue us for this, right? Like they can't for we're using a lot of their properties in this. Well, that's the thing is like Disney, a lot of their original brands was based off of public domain fairy tales that they Mm -hmm. could just use for free and reinvent it. And so like I know now like they are really harsh on like people using anything that's like indication of their brand, but they couldn't probably be touched there because of how entrenched in the public domain a lot of these fairy tale properties were already Mm -hmm. and And they might not have spent the trillions of dollars that they spent on lobbying the united states government to (laughs) absolutely rewrite all copyright laws to their benefit at that point yet so they couldn't absolutely ream out the insides (laughs) of dreamworks to the at that moment but in today's world it might not have played out the same yeah totally well do you want to read through the plots? Yeah, let's hop oh, okay, into some plot. Sure. So I'm going to read straight through the plot. If you don't need the refresher, you can skip right to the discussion by following the time codes in the show notes. But here's Shrek. Shrek is an antisocial and highly territorial green ogre who loves the solitude of his swamp. His life is interrupted after Lord Farquaad of Duloc exiles a vast number of fairy tale creatures who subsequently relocate to Shrek's swamp. Angered by the intrusion, Shrek decides to visit Farquaad and demand that they be moved elsewhere. He reluctantly allows the talkative donkey, who was exiled as well, to tag along and guide him to Duloc. Meanwhile, Farquaad is presented with the magic mirror from the tale of Snow White, which tells him that in order to become a king, he must marry a princess. Farquaad chooses Princess Fiona, who is imprisoned in a castle tower guarded by a dragon. Unwilling to perform the task himself, he organizes a tournament in which the winner will receive the privilege of rescuing Fiona. Shrek and Donkey arrive during the tournament. Disgusted by Shrek, Farquaad proclaims whoever kills the ogre as the winner. However, Shrek and Donkey defeat Farquaad's knights with relative ease. An amused Farquaad proclaims them champions and demands that they rescue Fiona. Shrek negotiates to have the fairy tale creatures relocated if he succeeds, and Farquaad accepts. Shrek and Donkey travel to the castle and are attacked by Dragon. Shrek locates Fiona, who is appalled by his lack of romanticism. They flee the castle after rescuing Donkey. When Shrek removes his helmet, revealing he is an ogre, Fiona stubbornly refuses to go to Duloc, demanding Farquaad arrive in person to save her. Shrek carries her against her will. That night, after setting up camp and with Fiona alone in a cave, Shrek confides in Donkey about his frustration with being feared and rejected by others over his appearance. Fiona overhears and decides to be kind to Shrek. The next day, they encounter Robin Hood and his band of merry men. Fiona dispatches them easily with martial arts when they harass them. Shrek is impressed with Fiona and they begin to fall in love. When the trio nears Duloc, Fiona takes shelter in a windmill for the evening. Donkey later enters alone and discovers that Fiona has transformed into an ogress. She explains she has been cursed since childhood, forced to transform every night after sunset and changing back at sunrise. She tells Donkey that only, quote, true love's kiss will break the spell and change her to love's true form. Meanwhile, Shrek is about to confess his feelings to Fiona when he overhears the conversation as she says, quote, ugly beast. Believing that Fiona is talking about him, even though she's referring to herself, Shrek angrily leaves and returns the next morning with Farquaad. 
Confused and hurt by Shrek's abrupt hostility towards her, Fiona accepts Farquaad's marriage proposal and requests they be married before nightfall. Shrek abandons Donkey and returns to his now vacated swamp, but he realizes that despite his privacy, he feels miserable and misses Fiona. Donkey arrives at the swamp and confronts Shrek. During their quarrel, Donkey explains that the ugly beast Fiona was referring to was somebody else and urges him to express his feelings for Fiona before she marries Farquaad. The two reconcile and quickly travel to Duloc by riding Dragon, who Donkey has befriended. Shrek interrupts the wedding just before the ceremony completes and tells Fiona that Farquaad is only marrying her to become king. The sun sets as Fiona transforms into an ogress in front of everyone, causing a surprised Shrek to understand what he overheard. Outraged and disgusted, Farquaad orders Shrek executed and Fiona detained. Dragon, alongside Donkey, bursts in and devours Farquaad. Shrek and Fiona profess their love and share a kiss. Fiona's curse is broken, though this permanently makes her an ogress against her expectations. Shrek reassures her that he still finds her beautiful. They marry in the swamp with fairy tale creatures in attendance, then leave for their honeymoon. But that's Shrek. That was a lot of Shrek. <laughs> I would say, like, I was it was still very enjoyable, even rewatching yeah. it. And even though a lot of the humor is pretty like farts and poop and whatnot <laughs> there were some good funny moments oh my god i had to write down one of the zingers that lord farquaad said mm-hmm. which was it's rude enough being alive when nobody wants you <laughs> like yeah. damn but like, i love the follow-up to, it's rude enough to be alive when nobody wants you but to show up to a wedding uninvited <laughs> And uh, the interrogation scene with uh, uh, oh the gingerbread, gingerbread man, man yeah. that's really good. <laughs> it's really she good. She married to the muffin man. <laughs> the muffin man. <laughs> <laughs> like it has some really good joke moments in there that was still yeah. as enjoyable. Like when I was watching this with my girlfriend, we were laughing along, yeah. and I didn't know if I was going to be like openly chuckling at mm-hmm. this because there is like a lot of adult humor in Shrek. Yeah, and one of the best qualities that Shrek has is that it has that kid-friendly, accessible, you know, fart poop humor. Mm-hmm. But it also has those jokes that you're not going to get until you pick up later. Like when the magic mirror is introducing the three contestant contestants? Yeah. Yeah. The the three options the three for bachelorettes. Yeah, 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 yeah. He mentions Cinderella as or no, um Sleeping Sleeping Beauty yeah. as she may live with seven other guys, but she ain't easy. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. "Oh my god." As a kid I'd be sitting there like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> It's layered. It's like an onion and an ogre. <laughs> it's layered. It's just like oh, the torture guy that he has in the other camera being like, number three, while holding up two <laughs> yeah. fingers. It's just like, oh, oh so man. small, but yeah. so funny. <laughs> or like the, the hidden, not even mentioned, but early in the movie, you don't see Mama Bear with Papa Bear and oh, Baby Bear. No. And yep. then she's just skinned on yep. Lord Farquaad's floor. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. A, a blink and you miss it type thing too. But like they make sure to put the bow on her yeah. so that you know you that know. that's her. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> And like, obviously, there's a lot of short jokes. Some are better than others. But yeah. like Lord Farquaad in, in itself, like he's just a great character. And John Lithgow gives like such a great vocal performance. Like that character is not who he is without that voice behind it. Like, yeah. And it's funny because it's the kind of thing where I don't I'd never realized he was in this mm. because like Lord Farquaad had such a unique character set that. Yeah. Seeing John Lithgow after watching Lord Farquaad, I didn't yeah. put it together, 
But as soon as I saw that was the voice actor, I'm like, this is John Lithgow. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Undeniably yeah. so, but it works really well. Yeah, and we'll talk more about the voice actors because Mike Myers also went through a lot to record this. Yes. Another fact, I don't know if you have it. Probably, but okay. hit it. I got, a, I got a number of them. Okay, but like essentially they recorded all the audio and then Mike Myers decided that he wanted to do a Scottish accent for Shrek. And so they went back and re-recorded all yeah. the audio. Like, what? But then Steven Spielberg was like, thank you for showing so much commitment and effort uh, towards this character. That voice change made, like, the whole difference. Like, it made the character come alive and, and become Shrek. Because Shrek isn't Shrek without that weird no. Scottish accent. Inexplicably Scottish. <laughs> yeah. And Eddie Murphy is just, you know, he's just perfect. Eddie Murphy. But it's yeah. perfect. It's, it's perfect. all it needs to be. And, like, he's really the only character in this movie that does singing. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is another thing that they try to change from like typical Disney movies because right off the bat instead of like a big opening song number it's Smash Mouth yeah and so like <laughs> they integrate like kind of popular music which I think all those song choices still hold up to yeah. this day but like he's the only person that actually like sings in the in the movie really and it it just always works I don't know he's, he's just such a great character and a great foil for Shrek and I think a lot of people remember the two of them more than they remember like the love story with Fiona and, mm-hmm. and Shrek because like obviously that's a huge part of it but a, a bunch of like Shrek's arc is not just accepting like love but also friendship and just like yeah. anybody in his life other than just having complete solitude. Yeah, it's just great having that very genuine enthusiastic character in the movie that can make positive changes on people. Yeah. Donkey's a really lovable guy even mm-hmm. though he's supposed to be like overly exuberant and annoying. You you have your own journey with him where you start <laughs> off annoyed and then by the end he's your favorite. Yeah, totally. It's also got the perfect runtime. I, oh, I, yeah. I don't think it needed to be any longer than it needed to be. No. Um, there is like one moment in the movie that I understand is like where some people make a point of like this movie is contrived is the forced misunderstanding scene where Shrek walks up to the door. They're having a conversation and she says ugly beast or whatever. And then like he's like, oh, damn, like she'll never love me when she's talking about me like that behind my back. And then he goes off and then, then you know, but like, I don't know. I don't know how else you could have done yeah. that. I also don't mind that because it showed that he has huge insecurities about himself, despite the front that he puts on. Yeah. Because as soon as he hears those words, he just unnecessarily assumes they're talking about him. Yeah. So I felt like even that was actually decently well-placed and helps explain why he kicks Fiona out in the morning because he's like, well, whatever, I don't need her. I'm going to yeah. do my own thing. <laughs> like, I got no problems with that personally. I think that's yeah. totally fine. No, I think it totally works in the movie. And But I just like, I realize why some people yeah. are like no, that I, because I can it is that. such a cliche thing to do to have someone eavesdrop and hear the wrong thing and then think it's all about them. So like, that's the one part that's like, okay, well maybe, maybe I could see that, but no, it works for this movie really well. Yeah. I also think they did a fun character interaction between Dragon and Donkey where the first time you watch it, it is kind of surprising when, oh shit, that's the dragon coming back. Oh my God. But now it's like you watch that, you know, it's coming, but they still actually have like a fun dynamic between them. Like this is so easy to compare to Disney and like Pixar movies, Mm -hmm. but it moves in such weird ways that they never would, which makes it stand out on its own so well. Mm -hmm. And going back to the song choices, I think like all of the songs that they picked, like all the popular music they picked 
was perfect in terms of the use within the story, but also just in its memorability. Like mm-hmm. I will never not associate Smash Mouth's uh, All Star without seeing Shrek slam a door yeah. open, like in my head. And the Hallelujah scene is obviously a classic as well. And at the end, the um, I'm a believer. I'm a believer. Yeah, 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 I'm a believer, and that that works perfectly for the character's arc too. Because yeah. you know, but then I saw her face, and now I'm a believer. Like it's about you know thinking that he had it all figured out, but now he's in love. So yeah. it's, all, it's it's is they all work. Yeah, and advanced fun fact that I don't remember if I put in or not, but they chose that song to be the closer. First of all, because the opener of all star was so beloved that like, okay, we'll give smash Mouth the last song too. Yeah. They only chose. I'm a, now I'm a believer because it had that line. I thought love was only true in fairy tales. <laughs> they didn't care about the rest, but oh, like the perfect. rest of it also works really yeah. well. It's just like, Oh, he used the word fairy tale. That's what this yep. movie's about. We're going to put that <laughs> the closer. Yeah. I also think it's like, I mean, I look at this Shrek movies as like kind of now as a franchise, but also mostly just like a Shrek one and two. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm really looking forward to rewatching Shrek two and maybe even the other two afterwards. I think I saw four like once yeah. maybe three, maybe once or twice, but definitely one and two. I watched a lot, especially because Puss in Boots was like one of my favorite characters Yeah, in, in these movies. And like, I always forget at times that he's not in the whole series. He comes into two mm-hmm. and it makes me sad. But then also this movie doesn't need that many more characters. It just kind of works as a kind of enclosed story, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I for, I, I kind of want to watch two and also Puss in Boots and maybe three mm. just to see how those hold up in comparison. I remember loving Shrek two. Yeah. I remember liking Puss in Boots, but I was a child and yeah. couldn't be trusted with <laughs> opinions yet. So I'm not sure if those are legitimate feelings mm. or if I was just easily entertained. Yeah, I feel like they're going to be good. I'm going to rewatch Shrek two yeah. sometime soon. <laughs> right now put it on yeah right now <laughs> middle of the episode <laughs> just come back yeah you want to hop into some uh other reviews sure let's see what other people thought they liked it rotten tomato the critics slapping down an 88 and audiences across the world a 90 dang imdb a 7.9 and metacritic an 84 Whew. no one had problems with this because i don't know how you really can yeah i just think it's so easy to love yeah um but this movie is also easy to love with is your money. This made $492 million on a budget of $60 million. Hmm. It was number four at the box office. Damn. Pretty big. They spent a lot of money um, famously on re-recording lines, but it all paid off because they made an insane amount of cash on this. Yeah. And like, I mean, it was the type of movie that would make a lot of cash because it is just so accessible Mm -hmm. to everybody. And I can imagine a lot of people going back and watching it again in theaters. And I know for a fact it was a huge VHS and DVD hit. Oh, massive. Which at that time was like a big deal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's also interesting that for DreamWorks, this is a massive risk because this is their first big project. Yeah. If this flops, the entire future of that company is drastically changed compared to this being a commercial success. Well, and like, I think people sleep on DreamWorks sometimes too. Absolutely. They've given us absolute classics. Mm -hmm. Obviously the Shrek movies and their trilogies, but Kung Fu Panda, that fucking trilogy slaps hard. How How to to Train train Your Dragon. Yes. Yep. Fucking what else? I mean, like we're already in bonus territory. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, those like those are all really great. Megamind. Never watched that one. I saw a trailer in front of the the DVDs. Oh, 
Madagascar. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, that's God. a big trilogy for them. Uh, also, Ants. Whatever. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, Megamite. Shark Tale. Oh, yeah. Uh, Flushed Away. Okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, those are the big ones, but still, those, those are, are some big ones. Yeah, totally. And I, I just, I hope that they make new cool franchises as well. Like, I don't know what they're working on right now. I think they're working on another Kung Fu Panda movie or series or something. And like, I know that they're really big into kids television. Like How to Train Your Dragon has so many TV shows, like a lot of TV shows. Yeah. So I I get that they're popular there, but like they're really doing great stuff with animation. They are also working on another Puss in Boots. Oh, right. I saw that. And actually the animation looks really cool. It does. They also have come out with The Boss Baby. Oh, right. That's them. <laughs> I mean, the fact that it is so known and memed, <laughs> like, that's got to be some type of success, right? I guess so. <laughs> they seem to be in a lot of the bonus zone with movie properties where they yeah. just kind of milking it for a while before the next big one. Mm. I'm sure they got something huge in the works, though. That's how DreamWorks operates. Oh, they were the B movie. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Oh, God, Shrek the Third, they went too realistic on his lips. That's terrifying. <laughs> Closing that tab now. Not liking that. Oh, man. Oh, uh, I meant to mention before we get into our scores that the score for the oh. movie is actually really good. It is outside really of good. like the music, like the, the actual songs that they put into the movie. The score itself is like it's really iconic. Like I heard the opening and for some reason. I thought that that was like the standard DreamWorks music, but it's because it's become synonymous with DreamWorks. Yeah. It was just, that was an original score though. And like this, it's really good. And they put the original score in places that work. Mm -hmm. You don't just throw a random song in like something like 2016 Suicide Squad would. They actually like pick and choose where the songs would be useful Mm -hmm. and they're all picked correctly. And then they also put score in the other places. So it works. It's a it's a well done movie, surprisingly, because yeah. you think this has every right to be a dumb kids movie, mm-hmm. but it refuses to. It steps no. beyond that and becomes Shrek. <laughs> uh, well, do you want to hit this up with some scores? Sure. All right, Kyle, what is your enjoyment of Shrek? It is a four. Very solid. It is also a four for me. It hits a lot of good notes. Yeah. Uh, what is your craft? It is also a four. I feel like for the time. It was really well animated, and that's the best that you can kind of do for a craft with these type of movies. Like, sound mixing was good. Yes. <laughs> the score, obviously, I just mentioned. So that it's really great in that. I am 4.5-ing this. Damn, 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 damn. And, like, I, I'm not going to give it a 5. Yeah, no. I kind of, I was looking for excuses, though, because <laughs> I really wanted to, but it, it didn't give me a 5 feeling, so I held mm-hmm. off. Execution. Also a 4. I feel like it's very tightly written and very well voice acted. You know, is it is it five territory? I don't know. That's that's how I kind of felt going through all of my points so far. And, you know, even in the rewatchability, I'm getting ahead of myself. But like it is just, <laughs> it just feels like a, it's a really great movie, but I don't know if it's perfect. That's how I feel. Yeah, I'm absolutely right there with you. And I think what almost hurts it in our respect is that it is also supposed to be for kids. So there's stuff in there that I don't particularly care for that much, but like for what this movie is, it needs to be in there. So I get it. Yeah. I'm also going to go for an execution. That's just a right play. Mm -hmm. What is your rewatchability? (laughs) Is also a four. I mean, that's the four by four. Yeah. (laughs) And like the fact that it made me really want to rewatch the whole series is like, you know, a testament to the quality of not just this movie, but 
some of the series as a whole. So, uh, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm encouraged. I might watch two and that might be it, but yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going three. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I care enough to rewatch it so fast that it's a four, but this is something I'll, I'm going to watch again. Sure. I have no problem sitting down in front of Shrek pretty yeah. much any day of the week. But maybe not right now. Mm-hmm. Also, it's like a really easy movie to recommend. I feel like everyone and their mother has seen Shrek at this point, though. <laughs> That's the only issue is no one hasn't seen it. Yeah. And so, like, it's hard to recommend without being like, oh, yeah, I've seen that. And, mm-hmm. I mean, I recommend you rewatch it, especially if you haven't seen it in a while. Like, it, I think it's good for a revisit. But yeah. Yeah. I also would feel dumb being like, oh, have you seen Shrek? <laughs> oh, great movie. You should definitely watch 2001's Shrek. <laughs> All right, well, Kyle, you have given this a 16 out of 20 for an 80%. I have given this a 15.5 out of 20 for a 78%. Bring it to the rankings. Kyle, your rankings right now are Memento, Ocean's Eleven, Harry Potter, Spy Kids, Gosford Park, and Ghost World. Where's Shrek landed? This is my new number two under Memento over Ocean's Eleven. Now, Memento has been... More unshakable for you than I thought it might be. Yeah. I was like looking at Memento and Shrek and I was like, is Shrek number one? But I also don't feel like Shrek is number one. I just, I don't know. Like they're close. Like so far this season, first of all, we've had more duds than I had expected. (laughs) It's kind of been a cold (laughs) open. But like also the quality ones have been kind of in the same level of quality. Yeah. I feel like I enjoy Philosopher's Stone, Ocean's Eleven, Shrek, and Memento almost in the same, but like I just have to edge out in like certain areas. Yeah, that's understandable. For my ranking, I currently have Memento, Harry Potter, Ocean's Eleven, Spy Kids, Gosford Park, Ghost World. This is going to be my new number one. Oh, damn. I am going to slide this ahead of Memento. Damn. All right. Yeah. I don't know how long it's going to stay number one, but so far, nothing's jumped out. Yeah. We haven't had the heat, so maybe it's coming later. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm so mad at myself. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm also like, this on paper looks like a great year. I'm not going to lie. It does. I mean, you got Ocean's Eleven, you got Harry Potter, you got fucking Shrek. Like, all of these, hypothetically, when you look at them together, all look like a great year. That's maybe cold start, cold starter than I thought. You know, I think we're also just walking ourselves into dealing with some nostalgia. True. That's a good point. Yeah. And that's somewhere where like the first season was different because they were old enough where a lot of them we hadn't seen before. And if we did see them before, we were adults. Mm -hmm. Whereas this one, when we have seen them, it's been mostly as a youth. Yeah. Interesting. But it is good that Shrek holds up. (laughs) Yeah, it is good. Holds the fort. It's really good. All right. Well, let's let's uh, keep this moving along. Fun letterbox time. The letterbox community, they're giving this a four out of five. Oh, that's good. This, I'm not going to lie, this was tough to find good quality reviews <laughs> because there were so many. And whenever a movie is this highly reviewed, yeah. a lot of not funny results at the top. <laughs> and then you dig like hundreds of pages. So <laughs> I took one good high review and then a couple lower views. But this is this is what we have here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cookie. 4.5 stars. Had to rewatch to remember what animal donkey was. <laughs> Thought that was a silly comment. Thank you, Cookie. <laughs> JX Nessie? 0.5 stars. Every time Shrek came on the screen, I threw up. I was literally chundering almost the whole movie. It scarred me so much every time I watch Shrek now, I get nauseous. Oh my it's God. the way he moves. His big ogre stomps. 
It fuels an anxiety in me. I can't even remember the movie. Oh my God. Damn. You are the characters in Shrek that Shrek <laughs> has had his, you know, whole yeah. philosophy built off of whole complex. Yeah. It's just reading that. I just felt like that was like one of the villagers logged on. Totally, yeah. One of the guys who tried to mob him out at the start <laughs> went on Letterboxd like, no, this guy's stop liking him. He's big, disgusting, gross man. <laughs> Um, there were a number of reviews that were about how gross Shrek was, but they weren't quite funny enough to make it be a running theme. Yeah. This next one, Jacob Mungus, 0.5 stars. I hated this film, especially the large green Shrek man. <laughs> Jacob Mungus, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Did they sign off? With- yeah, they sign off. <laughs> Jacob Mungus, baby. Oh my God. <laughs> Damn. Uh, I mean, with a last name like Mungus, I feel like you would have a sign off or some, yeah. some outro music. I was wondering if it's like just an Among Us <laughs> kind of joke. I don't know if that is a name. I don't know. I feel like it's more of a humongous what joke. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that? Uh, end of the day, though, it's Jacob Mungus, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, uh, this is a bit of a throwback to the Ed episode. Craig Davis, 0.5 stars. <laughs> 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 is this Edda Neighbor Girl burping, burping <laughs> fart level? <laughs> Big green man does farmed and poop. <laughs> does fart and poop? Farmed and poop. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's the exact context that fart and poop jokes really get me <laughs> is when it's spelt wrong and put in a poorly grammatically made sentence. <laughs> Jason, you're sitting here nearly in tears laughing at that, where if I do recall a mere maybe 20 minutes ago, you simply said, it does have some childish poop fart humor. Because <laughs> this is farmed and poop. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I should uh, I should have known the difference between farmed and poop humor and just generic fart and poop, poop humor. Oh, a name of girl poop and fart. <laughs> Oh, that phrase is ingrained in my brain. I will never not be able to just recite that. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, I had to put that review in because of the, the symmetry there. Awards detail. This had a bit of... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, now I'm thinking of Shrek and Princess Girl burp and fart. <laughs> oh my God. Shrek and Princess Girl and Burp and Farmton. <laughs> oh, anyways, more details. This, real oh, this was nominated for two Academy Awards. Hell yeah. Best Animated Feature and Best Adapted Screenplay. Wow. This was also a Best Adapted Screenplay nomination. Damn, see, that one I get. Me too. And also, this was the first ever animated first Academy Awards. ever bring winner. That. Well, yeah, and yeah. winner, we haven't yeah. even mentioned that, but this was the first one that was ever like in the first batch of nominees. Mm-hmm. So, wow. Yeah. And then also it won that. I just yes, yeah, there, yeah, but yeah. yeah, it won that. This had a lot of awards. The BAFTA, this was nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay, Best Film, Best Sound, Best Achievement in Visual Animation, Best Supporting Actor for Eddie Murphy. Of these nominations, Damn. it did win Best Adapted Screenplay. Damn. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, it's something that I'm going to be kind of hanging on to 
for the rest of the season, especially with Ghost World also in that mix. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm glad it was nominated because I think it definitely deserves a nomination. It's Absolutely. got a really effective screenplay. Yeah. And with massive box office pull. Yeah. It is one of those where like at the end of the season, I am going to be interested in the conversation of animated feature. Yes. Because there is one other notable animated movie that came out this year from Disney and Pixar. Mm-hmm. Monsters, Inc. Ooh. So that is... I don't know. That's a classic for me too. So it's going to be interesting. It'll be, it'll be weird to see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also Jimmy Neutron boy genius was also nominated in that category, but I don't think yeah, it's okay. a chance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he doesn't burp and farmed. <laughs> uh, there's also one Saturn awards. Uh, this one best DVD special edition release. Damn. I'm glad they have that category. Yeah. I don't know if it's doing much these days. <laughs> this is also nominated for at the Saturn's uh, best fantasy film, best supporting actor for Eddie Murphy, best writing and best music. Hmm. Also nominated for best motion picture comedy or musical at the Golden Globes. Nice. And this one, a fuck ton of Annie awards, possibly all of them. Yeah. It was a very long list. Didn't feel like cross checking <laughs> that. It won a lot. Yeah, that makes sense because, yeah, really well animated and yeah. the voice cast incredible. So no no surprises there for you? No, not really. I, I, I don't well know deserved. what other Academy Awards you would nominate it for. No. Because they don't have, they, they still don't have any awards for vocal performances. Which is and, silly. Yeah. But like, I'm surprised to see so many supporting actor awards because they didn't have the voice acting awards mm-hmm. like they do now because voice acting is now a much bigger field but like to have him as supporting actor it's just it's an interesting thing yeah i think a good call but definitely yeah. interesting and worth watching in the oscars history mm-hmm. for interesting facts we got a number chris farley was originally cast as shrek and even recorded almost all of the dialogue the role went to Mike Myers, obviously, after Farley's death. Yeah. So those Shrek lines have been recorded a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Almost entirely by Chris Farley. Mm-hmm. Then entirely by Mike Myers. <laughs> then again by Mike Myers. Yeah. No, I didn't know the Chris Farley, but have you ever seen like the pre-visualized animation with his voice behind it? No, I haven't. Oh, it's interesting to see. It doesn't fit with your perception of Shrek now, obviously. Yeah. But it is interesting. Mm-hmm. Touching on some other re-recording. Mike Myers was in New York City when they realized that the line, what are you doing in my swamp, had never been read. (laughs) So producer Jeffrey Katzenberg flew to New York City and had Myers read the line in the back of a limo. Oh, my God. Yeah. Damn, that's like an iconic line. It's an iconic line, and they forgot it. What the fuck? (laughs) Wild. More Mike Myers facts. Mike Myers. Oh, this kind of touched on one you you'd mentioned earlier, but with some additional detail. Mike Myers originally voiced Shrek with his natural speaking voice before the film was test screened. Then he tried country Canadian accents for Shrek. Okay. However, after viewing a rough cut of the film, he felt that something was missing from his performance and he re-recorded all of his lines with a Scottish accent based on the voice his mother used when reading him bedtime stories as a child. Aww. That's really sweet. Yeah. The original voice can still be heard in the technical goofs on the DVD. The decision to revoice Shrek in a Scottish accent ended up costing an additional $4 million. Oh my. As it took him 20 sessions to complete the revoice over. Hmm. It can also be stated that Shrek's accent is similar to the one Mike Myers uses for his character Fat Bastard in the Austin Powers series. Huh. Yeah. This was his first voice performance in an animated film. Cool. I can't imagine a, like a, like a, is that supposed to be like a Burton? What are you doing in my swamp? <laughs> I can't even, <laughs> no, I can't even get into like a big Canadian 
country yeah. kind of thing. What, what, even what are you doing in my swamp, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it doesn't fit. The song All Star by Smash Mouth heard in the opening credits was only a placeholder for test screenings until a new song could be found. The <laughs> test audiences loved it and the producers kept it in. When the producers decided to keep All Star, they decided to let the band perform the last song in the movie too, I'm a Believer, which was chosen because of that line. Yeah. Here's a shocker. The late Alan Rickman was the initial casting choice for the role of Lord Farquaad. Oh, I kind of like that. That would be kind of cool. It it would be a totally different character, but I mean, I I love Alan Rickman's voice attached to anything. But uh, John Lithgow brought so much to Farquaad. He did. I mean, now we can't imagine Farquaad without John Lithgow, but it would be interesting to hear that. It would be interesting. The only reason why that didn't happen is because Alan Rickman decided to be in Harry Potter instead. Oh, yeah. Makes sense. But probably a good move. <laughs> Definitely. He couldn't. Move. He'd be correct either way. Yeah. But this was probably the better option. Mm-hmm. And lastly, the computer animation production started on the project on October 31st, 1996 and took more than four and a half years to complete. Damn. It's crazy. That is crazy. It's when you're making a bet on an early movie <laughs> as a studio and you're like, yeah, we can wait five years for yeah. this thing. Oh. Well, like, I mean, back then it was probably like, a few days to render a few of these frames. Oh yeah. And like, if I recall correctly, there were some cases where you wouldn't actually be able to see what you had animated until it had been rendered. And then you would have to go back and like do it again. Brutal. And so like, it's, it's much more advanced and easy to do now. Obviously we're now working at higher quality, Mm -hmm. but like to animate back then was such a new endeavor. And for what they accomplished, it's a real achievement. Oh, yeah. Amazingly so. It's really easy to be like, oh, man, this looks like crap. Yeah. In today's standards. But this was the start of a lot of this technology. So it's not the same thing. It's yeah. not like they had had that much practice before. With totally. It. And the fact that this looks better than Norma the North. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you come for a king like that. You better be careful. You're coming for a king of the North. <laughs> Do you follow the Norma the North account on Twitter? Uh, it pops up on my feed a lot. Uh, uh, the most recent one was like, Norma the North has left rehab. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a blue check marked Norma the North account. Oh my God. It's so funny. Iconic. It oh is. Man. It really is. <laughs> when did any of the Norma the North movies come out? It's 2016, 2018, 2019, 2020. Probably more coming because we live in a hellscape. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. 2016, and that is 15 mm. years after this movie. Yeah. It looks worse. It looks worse. <laughs> Significantly crazy. <laughs> well, Kyle, do you have anything else you'd like to drop on our big, green, beautiful baby boy? No, I think I've wrapped all I need to say on Shrek. Yep. I didn't expect Shrek to be a number one at any point, mm. but I don't feel like it's wrong yet. No, that's when, fair. Yeah. I'm happy with it at number two. I've also, like... All of the ones that I've rated so far, I don't know if they're all set. Like every now and again, I look at my Harry Potter ranking and I'm like, that's wrong, right? <laughs> that's not right. Correct. But it's how I felt at the time. So, you know, I'm, I'm just ex- I'm, I'm experiencing things in the moment. You know, let me live. Yep. Never second guess yourself <laughs> till the last episode. Yeah. Then you can. Then you're allowed to. Then you maybe actually probably should. Yeah. We the last episode should. when you're 25 weeks out of watching some of these movies and can <laughs> yeah. fully informed. So. I only remember like two scenes from yeah. some of them. And I'm like recalling my entire judgment on them. because That's all I remember. <laughs> 
All right. Well, I want to thank you all for listening to season three, episode seven of Snubs and Dubs. As always, you can find us everywhere on social media at Snubs and Dubs. That's on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Letterboxd, etc. We're also on Good Pod, so make sure to check us out there and join our official Discord. We'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on this film or on this episode. So please send us a tweet or a message with a question, recommendation, or anything else. I'm also at Kyle Tobias on Twitter, and Jason is at Wendy underscore Mills. Of course, all of those links are in the show notes. Make sure to leave a five-star review, share the show to everyone you know, and check back next week for another episode. Here's a sneak peek of the film we're going to talk about. I met a new friend. Real or imaginary? Wake up, Tony. Imaginary. I'm going to tell you a little story today about a young man whose life was completely destroyed by these instruments of fear. I haven't seen stuff. Donnie is experiencing what is commonly called a daylight hallucination. (laughs) I have to obey him. He saved my life. Have you ever seen a portal? That's right. Next time we're talking about Donnie Darko. So make sure to watch it before next episode. Can't wait for you guys to hear it. Thanks for listening. That's a wrap. Bye. Bye for now. What was the guy's name? Mungus? Jacob Mungus. <laughs> Jacob Mungus, baby. Jacob Mungus, baby. <laughs>